Welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by the cream of the crop of the Gopher League. I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right. Hanging in there. How are you? I am, you know, I, I've been a little bit better. It's uh, another tough week for me. I think I referenced this in one of our earlier podcasts, but my kryptonite in this league is Corey. He beats me every time, yep. and he has done it once again. Crushed you with 90. Yeah. I. To be fair, though, I, I couldn't beat that. That was a tough week to eclipse, so, yep. you know, we'll, we'll move on and we'll, <clears throat> we'll grow. Well, I lost to Wilmo, so it doesn't get much better on this side either. That's fair. Wilmo's team's looking up a little bit, it is, though. You know, I think he's got some, a lot of positive momentum. Kittle is a freak, and he's getting healthy. I'm happy I eclipsed 100. I'm happy Calvin Ridley got a zero, and I got my medium point, and the, the train of Galen bad beats just keeps on continuing. Yeah, Galen's getting some some tough luck. He was projected like... I don't know, 115 for most of the day, and then that Kelvin Ridley goose egg, really a tough go for I, Mr. LeBeau. I thought Ryan was the score to beat to get that medium point at 102.8 because Galen was coming in with 115 projected for the for the night, and I would have finished one point short and been heartbroken, but then I checked at the last minute to see Galen had floundered. <laughs> so I can't complain there. I'm happy. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Thought that just came to my head. Does his last is his last name spelled the same way as Shia LaBeouf? I don't know. We'll have to find out. He'll have to know. Yeah. Galen, leave leave a leave a comment in the uh, leave a comment down below, letting us know if you're related. So so hey Matt, I heard you have a pretty interesting topic for us today. Oh yes, I do, Chris. So this is almost a new segment, if you will. I went and I looked up a couple of uh, help columns, so to speak. You know, those when people write into the newspaper and they're asking for advice on certain situations, sort of like it asks Susie or whatever the particular name is. And I thought we could do kind of an Ask Chris and Matt tonight. Ooh, I like that. Indeed. So... I'll read the first one here, and I'll let you do some immediate reaction. You just kind of give me your take, all right? All right? <clears throat> so this is a write-in from a woman. We'll call her. We'll leave her unnamed. We don't want to identify her. We'll call her Dolores. Okay, Dolores. So How's it going, Laura or uh, <laughs> someone else? Dear Chris, my name is Dolores. I recently got engaged to my wonderful fiance. Oh. Immediately after announcing the engagement to our families, my future sister-in-law sat me down for a serious chat. She says she is currently saving up for breast implants oh. and doesn't want us to marry until she gets them. What? It goes on. Could, could she she told me. Wait, she wants, just to clarify, because she wants to look her, her best for the wedding, the big day. Well, yep. You are, uh, call you Raven Baxter, because you can see into the future, right. Chris. I'll continue on. She told me she wants to have one family wedding album where she looks perfect and will be heartbroken if I got married against her wishes. The trouble is, my fiance says 
we should hold off on the wedding for this reason too. He knows his sister will cause so much trouble and doesn't want to feel or doesn't want to deal with the family drama. He thinks since we live together, there is no hurry for marriage anyway. I know how much he detests conflict. And it's true. We are pretty much living as a married couple. But I feel like this is so wrong to postpone the wedding. He says the other option is to pay for his sister's implants ourselves. Uh, sorry, it said it, the way it was worded was breast implants ourselves. But <clears throat> correct, that's probably the, the preferred preferred term, not derogatory. Um, so then Dolores comes back or ends it with, am I crazy for marrying into this family? Ooh. Please help me, Chris. Wow. Well, thanks for writing in, Dolores. Didn't know we had any, uh, really know we had a mailbox, but it's a great question. Well, you know, listeners for that matter. <laughs> Interesting dilemma. <laughs> um, gotta say, I think you probably are crazy for marrying into that family. But same time, the family's not the person you're marrying. And if you can handle the craziness and delineate between the person you're marrying and the family, then, you know, it's probably all systems go. But I certainly wouldn't recommend changing your plans on account for the future sister-in-law. Although, I mean, she's got to look her best in those pictures. Gotcha. So what you're saying is she should go, obviously she should, Continue to go forward with the plan to to marry this this man, the That's fiance. Right. Um, which is the question she asked. However, if I were to really get to the crux of her issue, it's do we postpone this wedding or do we go on without letting the sister save up for the breast oh, implants? So if you had to, are you saying they should not postpone this wedding and they should go on? Yeah, as I mean, but at the same time, you know, Having just gone through a wedding, you know, they're expensive. You're going to come out with a big bill. I don't know what the going rate of augmentations are these days, but what's another? Probably more than a band, I'll tell you that much. Another thousand dollars on the wedding bill. and might as well just throw it in and make everyone happy. Yeah, I mean, maybe you go band augmentation, or I mean, I'm sorry, DJ augmentation as opposed yeah, to there band. You got to cut plus everyone pre augmentation. Maybe act. The last 25 right. people you didn't really want to invite anyways. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I think, but I think you go ahead, have the wedding and live with the consequences. Ultimately it's not her special day and she should be able to realize that. And like you said, I agree. It's all about the, the person that, uh, that you're marrying and not necessarily the family and the rest should correct itself. Well, hopefully everything works out. Looking forward. If you, if the, if that person can write in, give us an update down the road. That'll be, that'll be lovely. Yeah, Dolores, we'd love to to hear from you with whatever strategy implemented here, and we would also love to hear the result. So you know, thank you for listening, um, and you know, please continue to actively support the program. All right, so we got one more here. Oh, boy. One more writer in. I'll tell you, we are a popular podcast. All right, where'd it go here? All right, so this time it's uh, a male listener writing in. Once again, we will not say his name. We'll uh, we'll call him Wilma. 
Uh, Ernest. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll call him uh, Ernest Wilmo Ortiz Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is what Ernest uh, Wilmo Martinez or Ortiz Ortiz Martinez said. (laughs) I have been an expat since graduating and have been moving a lot. More than a decade ago, when I was still young, I was in a relationship with a woman, Sylvia, in a country where we both lived. Sylvia wanted to settle down, but I was not ready to commit so young. We clearly had different expectations from the relationship. I don't know what to do. Well, well, I did not know what to do. And well, I go through her. Over Christmas break, while she was visiting her family, I simply moved out and left the country. I took advantage of the fact that I had accepted a job in another country, and I didn't tell her about it. Woof, that is right. I simply wanted to avoid being entangled in a breakup drama. Sylvia was rather emotional and became obsessed with the relationship, tracking down or tracking me down, even causing various scenes with my parents and friends. Anyhow, Fast forward to now. I now work as a math teacher in an international school. I've been in other relationships since. So Sylvia has sort of forgotten history at this point until now. This week, I learned that our fantastic school director suddenly resigned due to a serious family situation and had to move back to her home country over the summer. The school had to replace her. We're getting a new director. Yeah. I read the bio of the new boss and Googled her and was shocked to discover, indeed, it was Sylvia. We have not been in touch and do not have any mutual friends anymore. I'm not a big fan of social media and had no idea what she had been up to since the unpleasant situation a long time ago. Chris, how should I deal with my new boss? Oof, that's a doozy. You know, I'd probably, uh, ooh, good question. I, yeah, no, I didn't happen. I, gotta, you, I mean, you can take the Matt Trout direction, <clears throat> which is avoid it, confrontation at all costs and, and just act like it didn't happen and wait and just live through the awkwardness. Or you can just go right up to Sylvia and say, sup, Sylvia. Rip the off. Just yeah, rip that I, think, I off. personally think I'd rip the bandaid off and just say, hey, keep it professional. Give her the old handshake. Well, I guess fist bump because of COVID life. Uh, fist yeah. bump, elbows, uh, agreed. But just cut to the chase and get through it because it would be far worse to live through the awkwardness. It's fair enough. I agree. It should be addressed. I don't know exactly how. You address it if you bring up the exact situation, or you just say, "Hey, maybe some you know, This is. I would just catch up, tell her that you know I want to keep the situation completely professional. I care a lot about my my career, and you know whatever you can do to make her job as your boss easier. You know that is what Ernest Wilmo Ortiz Martinez should do. Um, well, thanks, so, Ernest. <clears throat> address the situation. Don't make it awkward. Uh, just be forthcoming with Sylvia. Thanks, Ernest, and best of luck to you. Yeah, and Ernest, let's know how it goes. 
update us in the future. And uh, we thank you for listening to the podcast. Well, great. All right. With that being said, if any future listeners want to write in our random situations or issues that they're having, fantasy football related or something in this kind of weird context, feel free to write in and Chris can answer your questions. Oh, that's a great segment. But uh, should we should we uh, transition onward? I think we should. I think we should get to the, the meat of the, the podcast. People came to hear what they thought they came to hear. So... Um, get into the power rankings and as usual we'll rank you guys and listen to the reactions. But I think this week we're doing a bit of a different spin we're going to be light on the why you're ranked where you are and highlight on each team, the best and worst player. And this is a subjective metric, but when we look at your team, what are we thinking the best and worst player is? So Matt, should I kick it off at number 12? Please do. Number 12. We got a new time, number 12. Uh, he's been tr- trending generally in the wrong direction with Nick. So, you know, you score 58. Um, it's an impressive feat in and, in and of itself, and it's definitely deserving of this coveted number 12 spot. Um, the concerning part overall for this team is that, you know, sure, McCaffrey's out, but Mike Davis has been doing pretty well in his replacement. So I don't really know if his downfall is really just McCaffrey-driven or not. But when I look at his team, I think there's a clear best, and I'm going with C.D. Lamb here. And I say that because, yeah, obviously McCaffrey, probably the most talented player on his roster, but he's injured. He had a payoff <laughs> for him. Uh, he's not doing anything right now. I mean, Zach Ertz, talented. Julio Jones, I mean, let's just give Wilma some credit when credit's due. Trading him off before this this uh, hamstring, I don't think he can really play. He played Last for night? a half. He played for a half, which is the perfect amount to screw your team. I missed the third, or I missed the second quarter because I was watching Blow Deck with my dad, so missed most of the time he was on the field. But CD Lamb, he got as basically a throwaway from me in that trade, and he's just a stud. And right now, the Dallas is number two, and when Dak has to throw for 400 yards, I mean, he's going to put up numbers. So CD Lamb is my best player. Worst is the fact that he's got three quarterbacks on his roster. And one of them is Patrick Mahomes, so I don't really know why you need two other quarterbacks, including the likes of Nick Mullins. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to leave that as a generality comment there. Worse is all having three quarterbacks on your roster. Fair enough. Did Nick Mullins get benched or did he get hurt this week? No, he got benched. He definitely got benched. Oh, all right. Even better. Uh, Nick, maybe uh, hot waiver wire pickup this week, CJ Beathard. See if you can get him. <laughs> you might need to pay up. <clears throat> And coming in at 11, we have the guy who just beat me, and that's Corey. So his top player, I went with Travis Kelsey. I think bang for bang for his buck as far as positional, I guess, strength, relative strength goes. I think Travis Kelsey at tight end is his strongest spot, especially with Saqu- Saquon Barkley out for the year. And then as far as his worst player goes, I had Boston Scott. I I don't know if he's the handcuff to <clears throat> Miles Sanders. I hope so. Otherwise, I don't really understand carrying uh, Boston Scott on the, the roster after he's put up less than, I think, 10 points for the entire season. Yeah. So. Makes sense. 
So I'm getting the yep. sense then, based off my number 12 and your number 11, we're going to go a little more, a little different in the uh, best worst <laughs> classification. I might be a little more lenient and creative, and you're going pretty literal, which is perfectly fine. I'm just uh, And the first one, you just wait. You just wait. Okay, well, creative down the road. Good. So number 10, here between eight, eight through 10, we have a kind of three horse race, but number 10, we got Wes, who just got his first, or just got a win this week after not even playing a running back. So that's pretty embarrassing to Will. But, uh, you know, Wes, I got his best player. You're going to like this one. Mason Crosby. I'm, when you can get cheap points out of your kicker, it's a huge advantage. And he's gotten, he's gotten double digits every week except actually this Atlanta game because it's such a blowout. No field goals were required. Um, well, I guess actually one field goal was. That was a lot of research. But yeah, 48 yarder. You know. He uh, longest streak, yes. a long streak among kickers of made field goals inside 50. And I think one other thing that you didn't even mention that really sets Crosby apart oh, yeah. right. from other fantasy players in the league is oh, his silver box. Yeah. All right. That was predictable. Straight yeah. up. Um, Stone, Cold. Stone Cold Fox. So anyways, I got Mason Crosby as his best. His worst player, I have T.Y. Hilton. And some people might remember, I used to love T.Y. I was a big T.Y. truther, but that's got to be at least five years ago now. And, you know, T.Y. just kind of sucks. He's living off his name now for a couple years. I mean, Matt, let me read you week-to-week points for you, and you tell me if this is a wide receiver that you think is, you know, wide receiver two or better material. Five points. Please do. I have a hunch I'm going to say Five points, three points. Does that sound pretty good to you? Uh, not good enough. No, yeah. it doesn't. So I think living off the name, you're kind of forced to play him over a lot of other names, but always letting you down. So T.Y., worst player. Number nine. Coming in at nine as he continues to climb the rankings the past few weeks here, we've got Wilmo. Great week. Dominated my counterpart here. And well, that's not you. Dominance you know. a little. You're being a little loosey-goosey with that. Uh, well, if he had made the right quarterback start, it would have been domination. He would have had another 15 points. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if he played the right tight end. Plus seven you know, yeah, through Robert Tanyan in the flex. Woof. He would have been in for a world of hurts. All right, so getting to uh, Wilmo's best player, Robert Tanyan Sr., as the Monday Night Football commentators like to call him. George Kittle. Again, similar with with Travis Kelsey, the separation you can gain in Wilmo's – the separation that Wilmo can gain with having George Kittle at tight end versus some other Jim Oaks tight end, like whoever your tight end is this week, is uh, very impressive. And the guy had 15 targets. He caught all 15 balls this week. Seventy yards or something like that, and a touchdown. Incredible start coming off an injury. George Kittle, his best player, <clears throat> worst player, same position. Gronk. Oh, is like a catch this year? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't click into the stats, but okay, okay. But uh, like I would say, or I guess what I'm saying is, Gronk, as he said, he's a blocking tight end. <laughs> 
So it probably doesn't make a ton of sense to carry a third tight end on your roster when you have Robert Tanyan Sr. and Robert Tanyan Jr. just lighten it up. So worst player, Gronk. Makes sense. I'd like to point out, too, that the Kittle call, you know, the last drive during uh, somewhat garbage time, he got targeted like five or six times, just back to back to back, basically got 50 yards on the last drive. And I guess I didn't crunch the numbers completely. Yep, the, the 50 yards would have been well known. He still would have beat me. But he almost wouldn't have, which means a lot, doesn't it? All right, so moving to number eight. Oh, boy, steady Eddie. Got myself. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of heat from one league member, i.e. David, um, for being at eight. But, I, you know, I feel pretty good. I got above league median. Again, I haven't had my top two receivers now in two weeks, and I've only had – I've never had them play at the same time, I don't think, yet. Uh, making it through – I now have actually a plethora of RB3s, but none of this – None of this podcast is about why I'm at eight. Uh, to get to my best player, got a Rob. Yeah, I was going. Wait, oh, you said a Rod. Close. A Rob is the yeah. answer. Uh, it's sad that it's a bear. It is sad, but you know, yeah. Allen Robinson. I became a fan of him when he broke out with the Jet, uh, the Jags, uh, four years ago. Um, before you had drafted him Matt, and he became trash, but this was my, it was the best because I could watch him get zero points the whole game until quarter four comes around and oh, garbage time. Alan Robinson, the king. And since getting him for, I've not had him two weeks, he's been, he's gotten two fourth quarter touchdowns. He's, he's incredible talent. They really do need to just force feed it. But um, I think I got him at a good price and liking what I have so far. And then worst player, uh, you know, I'm going to go with either Devonte Adams or Le'Veon Bell. So Devonte trash because he, besides the week one, which he did help me win, he's screwing me every week. Can't play him. Can't trade him. Just sitting on the sideline with the hammy. The Packers clearly don't like him. Don't want to play him. Uh, it's just a bummer. Really need him to get out there. And then Bell, obviously a stud top three running back in the league when he's healthy on the, the, the extremely powerful jets, but again, just been injured the whole season. So. Right. Right. Fair enough. Uh, if you're looking to uh, trade Devante, I can help you out there. He's on a buy this week. So you're going to miss him again. And then Le'Veon Bell, I'll let you keep him. Uh, you're losing out. Number seven. All right. Number seven, Ryan. Best player, I think it's clear, Dalvin yep. Cook. Uh, not even really a, a question. That's – I don't even want to say it's a good offense, but what, it's not a good offense. But somehow he find, he, he's just a very good player, and he breaks out nice runs. Yeah, it's incredible. Seems like he finds the end zone at least once a week. If he stays healthy, that's top five running back right there for sure. So – Ryan, you got a, a good pick there in Dalvin Cook, and it, it helps that you have Madison, too, in case he does go down, <clears throat> which very well could happen because that is his nature. All right, so then worst player. I changed it up a little bit on this one, so I didn't go like straight up worst player on the team. I went worst value, I guess, probably the most frustrating player on Ryan's team, and that is oh, Kenny yeah. Drake. He was Drafted for like 50-something bucks, 
as basically an RB one and a half, maybe RB one a more than an RB two and has just been absolute ass this year. And he's got chase Edmonds who has been more efficient. They just need to feed chase Edmonds a damn ball and give him the starting job so that I can put him into my flex. (laughs) Yeah, he, he has not been good. He's definitely been a disappointment. Can't disagree with you there. I don't understand why they keep feeding him the ball. Well, the problem is the no. The problem he's, is Drake has been a pat. He's he's quite uh, proficient at being a pass catching back, and yet they refuse to use him. And that's all Chase has been used as the pass catching option. So I think you see that all the time across the league when you have a your number one running back that's got zero catching usage. That a they disappoint fantasy, and b teams can kind of lock in when they're. In. In the, in the lineup. Number six. Um, number six. Number six, we got my, my colleague here, Matt, having a pretty tough loss again, as we talked about to Corey. Uh, you know, Matt? Better things what? to come for this team, obviously. Better things yeah, to come maybe, for this maybe, team, maybe, obviously. Maybe. Um, best player, you know, there, there's a couple <laughs> options I had, but I'm – Ultimately going with Hopkins, even though he disappointed you this week. I mean, the guy is just a monster. I think he's the best receiver in the league. Um, I don't really know how much you paid for him, but whatever he did is worth it. Oh, damn. 36. Very much worth it. Um, yeah. I'd say second best to Devontae, but yeah, I'll let well, you keep going. Appreciate the compliment. Um, but, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, I think talent's amazing. Fantasy output's amazing. No complaints. Better weeks to come than last week. Uh, worst, I got J.K. Dobbins. M- mostly as a fantasy worst, but you can't ever play him. He's kind of stuck in a timeshare. He's not really doing anything. He's definitely not living up to the hype. And you can't really drop him either. And you're kind of left in this wasted roster spot of purgatory that's probably not going anywhere. I mean, even if Ingram gets injured, there it's just a timeshare running back committee. I don't think he's going to jump over and you know become a lead back so tough spot i certainly don't want him keep him away from me he's all yours well i would not disagree i had high high hopes after uh week one where he scored those two touchdowns but he has since disappointed me however it's due to a lack of opportunity that doesn't make a ton of sense in my eyes because i think he's the best back in that backfield he's I don't know. He's got some – I think he's got some great – like, I don't know. I just think he's the best. He's better than Mark Ingram. He's got I'm just better burst. Matt, he's a good pass catcher. It just doesn't no make sense. No one else gets sense. to defend, their, uh, defend themselves and why they're rostering players, so I don't know why you get to. The jury has spoken. Uh, because I'm a co-host on this podcast, it's a privilege afforded to me. But – uh, we'll close it down with this. If you do want to trade for J.K. Dobbins, Chris, he is okay. on the trading block. Right. So just keep that in mind. Also note, I do okay. want Devontae Adams. Might so if you can put something up there for us. Number five. All right. Uh, number five. You all know him well. He is my one of my top rivals in this league. He beat me last week, and he won again this week with – 105 points his name is david so going through his team 
Uh, let me check my notes here for the best player. It's odd. I wrote down Whoa. not applicable. Um, no. <laughs> Colts defense and special teams. Best player. 27 points last week, which got him that victory. Um, great work from the Colts D carrying this team throughout the season. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty you can say about this, this team, this defense. Uh, but again, strongest player on David's squad and then weakest player, Brandon cooks. I don't think he started him. I don't think he has like 10 total fantasy points this whole season. And I think he's been on his team. I could be wrong. I think he's been yeah. on his team all season, but doesn't seem like a guy who could ever be started. And probably should yeah. just move on from him. Agree with Cooks. I thought he was going to be good this year. I was high on him and bummed I didn't get him. So dodge a bullet there. Lucky, uh, you know, I would agree. I mean, I wouldn't. He wasn't on my list, but you could theoretically see why he would be pretty good this year. Why he hopefully would have been good with DeAndre Hopkins moving on from Houston, but. So, number four, we got Will. Um, you know, I'm kind of over trying to fund Will to be number one or two, even if he won. He's just really, I don't know, his team's just not that good, I guess. I mean, it, it looks good, but doesn't score like it's good and starting to slip. So, Will, you need to do something if you want me to passionately defend you ever again. But, um, so you're coming around, yeah. starting to see Best my player side of the story. Doubt, it's uh, Super Camara, incredible. Puts up video game numbers, takes 75 yard screens to the house every game. Makes no sense. But best player. I don't think we can debate that. Worst player. You know, I'm going to go with the twofold. We got Malcolm Brown, who looks like trash. Somehow played more snaps than Henderson last week, which just blows my mind. Um, Scores like trash besides week one. And uh, if never can play, is in a timeshare, tough spot. And then Jacobs, man, after week one, he has not been good. And he's a costly player. Again, with the name value, you got to play Jacobs. And, I mean, I don't think Will's got any running back uh, running backs on his bench that he, any reasonable person would ever play over Jacobs. But you're kind of just stuck with him just because of the name value and if he doesn't pick things up, you think you have an RB1 when you look at him, but really you got an RB3. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, that's fair. I agree. Alvin, obviously, absolutely crushing it, but the rest of the chipmunks <laughs> on that team are just mediocre. I don't know if there's like another player on that team that can be trusted, honestly, and that's you know why I've continued to keep Will from those top couple spots, but We'll see if that team turns it around. I agree with the uh, the rankings. All right. So number three, I have we have Ross. So two spot drop from last week to be expected with some tough injury uh, breaks this week. Luckily for him, he's got Josh Kelly to fill in for um, Eckler. And not so lucky for him, he does not have Kareem Hunt to fill in for Nick Chubb. So Based on those injuries, and probably even without them, I say his best player yeah. is Josh Allen. Insane numbers so far through four weeks. A quarterback that's able to carry his team along. 
potentially through some of these injury concerns while he waits for Nick Chubb to come back and kind of deals with the uncertainty that is the fumbleitis plaguing Josh Kelly. Um, but I think it's a clear number one, especially after last week in Josh Allen. And then worst player, Devontae Freeman. He paid a lot for him in uh, free agency, but yeah. I don't see much coming from a three-way timeshare yeah. in the Giants offense. So yeah, that might be one to move on from. And the Giants are gross. Um, <laughs> agree across <laughs> the board there. Number two. Number two. We got Galen, and I'm going to just say this now. Galen, if you don't win a game this week, I'm sorry, but you are going to fall drastically in these rankings, in my opinion. Enough is enough. It's not your fault, but you got to start winning, man. Otherwise, you just can't hold on to the number, the top two spots. But uh, anyways, with that said, best player, Calvin Ridley, for two reasons. One, Helped me get that medium point last week, so quite fond of him. Two, he's been a stud for every week except last week. And um, you can't you no, can't I do mean, much when you run up against that Packer defense, and, and you can't do much when you're you know you're, you're from behind. You have to throw the ball, so obviously a receiver can't get any targets during that situation. Um, I mean, you can get targets, but you can't get. Uncontested well, balls, you can't get. Luckily, you know, balls that hit the hand. So, um, uh, after the first half, at least. Anyways, Calvin Ridley, generally really good. Going to continue being really good. Who knows what Julio's situation is? He's a locked and loaded wide receiver one, and someone wasn't drafted as that top top tier wide receiver. Um, worst again. I think we mentioned this on the podcast, but two kickers, Galen. Interesting strategy. With that said, your kickers are amazing. I'm over here with freaking Zerline thinking I'm locked and loaded for like eight points or something at least. I'm getting twos and threes. And both of his kickers, I mean, Randy Bullock, let me read you his points. Nine week one and then 13, 12, and 17. Wow. And then this Rodrigo Blankenship. 15, 11, and 14 the past three weeks. I mean, it's wild. I'll trade for one of these kickers. But, uh, Seriously, don't carry two pickers. Yeah, I yeah, I would say again, the the taco from the league strategy of carrying multiple kickers is interesting for a guy who has consistently come in the top two of our rankings. Um, like you said, though, solid, great kickers, that Randy Bullock and uh, Rodrigo Blankenship in his goggles. The the kicking skills of those two players are. Fantastic, especially in a Colts offense that can't score touchdowns and just gets really close and then sets up Rodrigo for like those 35 yarders all game. So sounds like uh, Galen Chris is looking to trade and he is willing to part with Devontae. So throw a kick in there. And that brings us to number one. Drum roll. Number one. Great drum roll. Talk about unexpected. Oh, what a climb for this team. Started out our power rankings. Actually, I don't know where the hell he started out, but week two, he started seven. All right. Week two, after the first round of games, Bottom he of was a he was twelve. He was twelve. And he has climbed up all the way to number one three weeks later. So good work, Eric. 
Congratulations. Your team is crushing it. Best player, I got Aaron Jones. He was drafted for like 50 bucks, so basically is a probably a low-end RB1. He very well – I mean, I think he's the second running back in fantasy right now. Insane numbers. Had a 40-point week, and then all the other weeks, I think he's been at least at like 16-plus points, which the consistency with the big playability is – or the big score ability, I guess, is phenomenal. So you got a great one there on a great team. Um, worst player, also from a great team, doesn't have quite the fantasy upside yet. <laughs> AJ Dillon. The Thunder Thighs, I don't know particularly. It's kind of like carrying two kickers. I don't know why you're carrying the third running back in uh, on the team, especially when the second running back I don't yeah, think it's yeah, rostered. I could be wrong. Somebody might have Jamal Williams. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting, interesting hold there. Interesting stash of AJ Dillon. Uh, don't think there's much value to be had there at this point, but maybe he's just trying to keep yeah. a roster spot open. I, I would. I, I would know. only. My only comment is I think the IR Alan Lazard. Could easily be a worse player. And just a funny, quick anecdote about Alan Lazard. If you saw my last-minute trade with Corey to get Gage to give me two points, where uh, I gave up uh, James White, uh, yeah, go Badgers. I had offered the go same Badgers. trade for Alan Lazard midweek last week to Eric. He respectfully declined. And then within hours, he was put on IR and possibly out for the season. So pretty funny. Pretty funny timing. Wow. Well, I guess my response to that, Chris, would be injuries aren't funny. And I thought we were above that on this on this podcast. So Al Lazard, luckily, not out for the season. I think he's out like four weeks or something like that. Eric, I would say hang on to him. He's uh, he's showing some good. Once he comes back, he's going to be that receiver, too, again. And he was putting up very nice numbers. And I agree. I wouldn't have traded him up or I wouldn't have given him up for James White. Um. Now I would give him up for Devante, which I hear Chris is trying. Who I hear Chris is Chris is trying to trade. So just keep your eyes open there, Chris. If you want to give up Devante for Lazard, Eric might be interested. Sounds good. Sounds like you're interested in him. Yeah, like I said, Dobbins is on the trade block. All right, folks, that's our show. Podcast five is in the books. Thanks again for listening, and we will see All you right, see ya. next week. All right, so just to close the loop on the high school musical thing from last week. <laughs> so I watched this the rest of number two. Didn't get any better. That one sucked. And then three, better but still shitty. The only one worth watching is number one. Number one's very good. And I don't know. I could watch that a couple. I could watch that, you know, multiple times, I think. But one, two and three, I, I hadn't watched high school musical in like probably 15 years or whenever it came out. That is no good. exciting. I was looking forward to catch getting the recap because I definitely didn't forget we talked about that. <laughs>